Okay. All right. Hello, everybody on YouTube. <clears throat> we'll get our Facebook live stream up and running as well. Okay. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Planting Seeds for Prairie Truth, episode number 47. I am your host, Todd McDougal. And of course, we have my wonderful girlfriend behind the cameras here who is live in the chat room as well too. So any questions or comments, please don't be afraid. Don't hold back. Criticisms, what have you. Um, go ahead and, you know, comment. And um, Mandy will uh, be chatting right back, I am sure. But yes, welcome, welcome everybody. This is Winnipeg Alternative Media, The Prairie Truth. Planting seeds for Prairie Truth, number 47. It's great to, great to be back. Um, there is certainly a lot of interesting things to talk about. <clears throat> We have the big midterms going on in the U.S. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how all of that really panned out as I haven't exactly been paying 110% attention to it uh, here tonight because I also don't really care all too much. I mean, the midterm elections, whatever. I mean, you know, I understand what it changes for the government, for the House, for the Senate. But uh, I really, I'm just not super heavily invested into it other than, of course, the whole, um, you know, story of hoping that it's still a fair election. I mean, we know that uh, and this has been warned about. It's funny how things happen. It's been warned about for so long. Like, practically a year ago or so, it was kind of said by a lot of people that, oh, watch out what the Democrats are going to try for, like, the next election and even the midterms is they're going to try, you know, bring in more immigrants, try to bring in even illegals, right, and then get them voting uh, and, you know, and give them a whole bunch of Democrat sort of handouts, right? Be, oh, we're the Democrats. We're going to give you welfare if you come vote for us, right? And, and then the migrant caravan starts coming up from Central America through to Mexico, chanting about wanting to get to the U.S. We, of course, find out that George Soros has been involved in basically paying these people. Um, and then, boom, of course, we have the Democrats jumping all over it, of course, here at the midterm election. Like, it's crazy when things are talked about and warned about and theorized, like, you know, six months to a year, maybe even longer ago. Um, and then they just absolutely materialize as so many people predicted and warned about, right? Because that's exactly what's happening right now. So I wonder how much of that actually um, affected the midterms. And we're going to get into a little bit of what happened with, uh, you know, Project Veritas and um, this uh, uh, guy running in Texas, this Beto, um, you know, and everything that, uh, or Beto, whatever, and uh, everything that's been happening there. Um, but we're going to just I'm just touching on that briefly now. I just, of course, that's just because it's a big news story around the world today, the U.S. midterms. Um, but we got lots of other things to talk about. I'm going to start off with this. Uh, I like to start local. Um, start off with this interesting local story. I saw Bartley Kives, of course, of the Winnipeg Free Press, tweeting uh, earlier today that he was at the mayoral inaugura inauguration. And the mayoral inauguration was taking place basically in secret. That um, it was like uh, only invitation. It was invitation only. It wasn't open to the media, um, even though Bartley Kives was tweeting a little bit about it. And I guess it's kind of good that he did. Uh, maybe kind of trying to say like, uh, like I didn't. He didn't necessarily say it himself. So I guess like you know, like why not, man? You're a journalist. Unless I guess like you're really that good friends with uh, with Mr. Bowman there. Uh, but still, you're a journalist, man. If you were so, if you were trying to say, and it sucks that it's all being done like closed doors or whatever. If that's what your opinion was, then why the hell didn't you come out and say that? Because you really didn't. You sort of danced around it, I guess. You alluded to it. Uh, so come on, Bartley. I mean, be the hard-hitting journalist that I'm sure you think you are. Um, but anyways, it was good you tweeted it out. So isn't that interesting? Uh, the mayoral inauguration happening behind closed doors. I haven't even seen an image of it, right? Not even a photo or anything. What the hell's up with that? It doesn't even make any sense. Like, pfft. <laughs> like I know some of the mayoral debates were pretty uh, boring and uninteresting to watch on television, and I'm sure a mayoral inauguration would be as well, too. But what, you, you can't have it even open for the public? You can't have it in any kind of public forum whatsoever? <laughs> some mayor for the mayor of the people you must be. 
Sheesh. I mean, and I know that's the thing you say as well, too, that you're definitely this whole mayor of the people thing. You're always champions, how he's, you know, member of the Bear Clan. That's kind of grandstanding that is, though. Member of the Bear Clan? Oh, yeah? When's the last time you actually walked the street with them? Like, you clearly just got it as, like, an in-honor kind of thing because you're the mayor that maybe, you know, did a few good things for the North End, perhaps. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, like, he throws that around, you know, because that's his big thing about being a, a mayor of the people. So I'm a member of the Bear Clan. Oh, yeah? When's the last time you were kicking down uh, doors on crack dens or crack houses? I mean, I don't, don't think you did. When's the last time you were actually out there actively, physically looking for one of their lost children? Anyhow, uh, I could go on and on about that. But so yeah, so he's having his mayoral inauguration pretty much in secret. Huh. Interesting, interesting. I wonder how much other Winnipeg media is going to report on that as well too and kind of ask a few questions. Um, and if they don't, well then you heard it here. Well, actually, I heard it from Bartley Kives, who didn't really go into detail. Maybe Bartley's going to write an article about it now. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe, like, tomorrow in the newspaper, Bartley's going to, like, totally go at it. I hope he does. That would be awesome. I'll be talking about that again, like, next episode if he does that. Um, but, eh, I, uh, I, kind of, uh, I kind of doubt it. Uh, prove me wrong, Bartley. Prove me wrong, buddy. Um, anyhow, um, cheers. Like, I always have to start every episode, usually with cheer the cheersing of a beer of some kind. Most often, Moosehead. <laughs> um, well, lately, it's been most often Moosehead. Lake of the Woods, of course, is a mainstay as well, too. Fort Gary Brewing, another another awesome one. Um, but, yeah, right now, I'm drinking tea, as I've been pretty under the weather as of late. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm drinking tea, and it's uh, it's delicious. I got this cool little uh, Canadian mug. Where'd you get these again? Walmart. <laughs> Walmart, uh-oh. Yeah, they have a True North section. Oh, that's right, too. Yes, yes, I have seen that. Yeah, and some of that stuff is is pretty nice. So, yeah, we got this little Canuck one here. What's it say on it? Um, people think all Canadians are lumberjacks, which isn't true. A lot of us play hockey instead. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of us play hockey while looking like lumberjacks, though, and that's, like, that's that's Canada right there, I'm sure, to some extent. Badass. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cheers to badass Canadians everywhere, right? Yeah, there we go. And lumberjacks and hockey players. Yeah, all good things, all good things. And this is, uh, was it green tea? It is green tea. It is green tea. It doesn't look green, though, but that's probably a good thing. Uh, it's green and peppermint. Oh, uh, I could taste some peppermint in there. We're not going to start to have a tea section on every episode, though, guys, so don't worry about that. We're not going to get that kind of boring and lame on you. We're not going to get that liberal on you. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so let's go from that story into, of course, the other local story. That is, even that is of course, a really big story because I'm sure it was... All over the country, I'm sure. And probably even further because, you know, this kind of story is just totally picked on anything like this happens. I'm talking about the It's Okay to Be White signs posted at the U of M, right? Told everybody last night we were going to touch on this. I'm sure when a lot of Wham followers, uh, when followers of my show, uh, you know, heard uh, that story, I'm pretty sure they all, everybody would have thought like, oh, well, Todd's talking about that next, uh, next time he's live on air. I'm, absolutely, of course. Um, but this is not to say that I condone this kind of thing, really. I mean, like, so what's your opinion? What's your take? I'd love to get um, a really large, you know, conversation going here. Uh, and in fact, maybe I should really go ahead and do that with a couple other extra things we could put out. Maybe like a poll. Maybe we should like really, uh, oh man, if I go share around to like some of those people at Winnipeg pages, like, uh, uh, like a poll about this whole story and maybe, you know, and just kind of get a take on what people think about the whole act of putting it's okay to be white signs around or whatever and what was it and faxing something to a uh, to uh, the like the feminist studies uh, group or whatever I'll, I'll read this article in a moment here um but I, i'm sure it would get a lot of heated debate it would probably trigger a lot of people 
So that's probably something we should go ahead and do. So stay tuned for that, maybe later tonight after this episode or maybe tomorrow. But I think we're going to dive into that um, and really get the ball rolling here. Um, but anyhow, yeah, this story is from, well, like a week ago. Here I got the um, the Global News article right here. I got, you know, there. It's okay to be white signs posted around the U of M. And yes, in fact, to a, uh, to a, like a gender study, not a, well, like, a, what was it? Um, with, um, in addition to posters, a fax from a Wyatt man was sent to the university's women and gender department. Okay, so I was right. Yes, women and gender department. Um, this. Uh, it is enormously disappointing to me that in an era of reconciliation, when we should be, uh, when we should be coming together, um, says Dr. Carrie Miller told Global News, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so funny enough, this doctor and I think maybe others right away said, they even say so in the article here, that it, inst that it, that it must be, it must be targeting Aboriginals. The U of M probably has so many also Asian students as well too, probably a lot of Indian, probably a lot of uh, uh, Chinese, Japanese, Korean as well too. Um, and like, I, I know, I know those numbers are there. Like, I just, I absolutely know those numbers are there. I mean, if you go to, like, Pemina Highway has a large Asian community on it, right? If you go uh, anywhere around, like, Pemina Highway, when university is in, um, you know, you see how many Asian students are getting on, like, you know, the transit buses and such. And it's, it, it's, it's a large number. Um, so right away, so, but okay, so they're safe from this, I guess, right? So who, who makes this shit up? Like, who just came up with this? Uh, you know, and... and, and I guess, I guess one of the people being this woman here, this doctor from the U of M, um, and just goes, it must be targeting Aboriginals. It just, it must be. So in an age of reconciliation, oh my God, oh my God. Like what? Who? How? How? Okay, they, they faxed it to the, the, like the women's and gender uh, study group or whatever office. <laughs> Where's the targeting of the Aboriginals again? Like, did they, was that sign put on one of their lockers or something? I mean, I don't get it. Of course, though, that's not said in this article at all. They, they just drop that. They just throw that out there. Must be targeting Aboriginals. What kind of fight are you trying to start? But anyways, again, I'm not condoning, uh, like, you know, putting up these signs. I mean, I really, I mean, of course, it's certainly okay to be white. We do see a lot of pushback in modern culture right now and sort of like left leftist culture, liberal, uh, well, modern liberal culture um, in this, you know, um, because uh, the the white person's been in control for so long, apparently, and we have just like you know we've ravaged the earth and we've uh, we've we've done too much. Never mind how many you know things we built and invented and whatever else. Um, and of course, <laughs> other cultures as well too. Um, but you know we've had too much time in the sun, so we got to take a seat, sit back. Uh, we're also the most racist of any uh, race as well too, apparently. Um, and so, you know, there's this whole thing about, you know, eh, you know, the white man just kind of sit down and shut up and let every other culture kind of have their day. And, you know, you've, you've, you've just been too important for too long, which is a complete bullshit and ridiculous statement in, even like just in, in its beginning, it's completely racist to, to think that, to say it, to teach it. But if, yes, that's the world we're living in. So that kind of crap is of course, what pushes people to do this kind of thing, right? They're going to, you know, feel like, hey, all right, if, uh, if the world is kind of be you know, teaching me this continuously and kind of making me feel this, this way, like, you know, between a rock and a hard place, then I'm going to fight back. And well, yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry. I mean, it's going to happen, right? Just the same as Antifa gets to go around and decide when free speech isn't a reality anymore and just shut down an event, right? Oh, sorry. This is the way we feel. We don't want you to hurt ours or anybody else's feelings anymore. You got to go. Yeah, because I guess because they feel like they're being pushed into a corner, right? I have no idea why they feel uh, that way about these things. They could just simply look the other way and go do whatever else, especially if it's not literally 
changing their world so strongly right in front of their eyes anyhow. Uh, you know, Nazis, Nazis, where? Um, you know, and all that garbage. Um, and, you know, and the same for this as well, too. I mean, okay, so people that really want to... Like, I think you could almost kind of say the same thing for this. You know, people that really want to continue to push that uh, type of agenda, that type of ideology, that now it's the, you know, uh, the, the the white man's day in the sun is over, so just, like, shut up and get used to it. I just say, like, yeah, keep believing that, brother. Yeah, whatever. Keep yelling in the wind, man. I, I wouldn't act on it. Like, I don't give a damn. I mean, as long as they're not actually coming to, you know, hurt me, change my life, redirect me in some way, shape, or form, then, you know, pfft uh excuse me get out of my way i'm gonna keep going like you know don't got time for you and then because when you do give them some time and you give them some time in this type of way then of course what you're gonna get is you're gonna get a fight and you're gonna get all the reasons i almost and this is i'm glad i remembered to say this because i didn't even jot it down in my notes <laughs> i almost see this kind of thing as the kind of thing that antifa would do themselves okay i i literally do are we still up we're still alive Yeah, okay. All right, sorry, just the light went off here, but okay. Um, so, I, yeah, you know, I got to say, I mean, because it's been done before, right, as sort of like a false flag, to have the reason to, you know, to, to control the narrative and to have the reason to, to, of course, prove that you've always been correct. See, look, we told everybody that these Nazis would come out of the closet and start doing stuff like this, start being racist, start targeting the aboriginals, which is something that a lot of Antifa throughout Canada and we know here at home as well, too, do tend to lean on and say, yes, um, but of course, I'm certainly not saying that this was done by anybody sort of as a self-inflicted wound. I'm just saying <laughs> it's easy enough to, <clears throat> to think that and, and don't, don't like count them out for doing that in any one city, in any one area. I mean, absolutely. They will do that kind of thing. But anyhow, let's go ahead and say, and imagine that this is done by somebody who is actually, you know, believing in what they're doing or acting on their actual real thoughts, beliefs, emotions, I would say best left to just know that the idiots that make you feel that way are just that, idiots. That is not okay to be white. Just know that they are idiots. That is a waste of time for someone to spend their life and, like, you know, believing. They're the ones that have to live through all that judgment and that hatred and all the bad crap that's going to come along with that. So I guess leave them with that. Because if they can't figure it out on their own, then, you know, all right. Again, like I was saying, then, okay, sorry, out of my way, brother or sister. Like, nope, sorry, don't got time for you. Gotta go. Hope you don't do anything too ridiculous to yourself or somebody else because of how lost you are with this useless, hate-filled, judgmental crap. Um, but you ain't touching me with it. So, you know, see ya in the next lifetime, <clears throat> buddy, is how I would handle that and how I think everybody should handle crap like that, right? Um, I don't think of it as one of these things like, oh, well, if you keep turning a blind eye, it's going to grow. It's going to get a lot worse. No, I really don't. I, I really don't think so. I think I think people will just be stuck with their own hate filled crap. And, and then that's it. And if they burst and do something really ridiculous, well, they probably were going to anyways. So you don't egg them on. Right. Let them try to figure it out. Um, but anyways, of course, it is hilarious to see the giant, huge, like, oh my God, like they call this hate speech. Doing this is hate speech saying it's OK to be white. And of course, we have to ask the question. What would the commentary be? What would the narrative be if signs saying it's okay to be black or it's okay to be whatever else were posted in the university or anywhere else for that matter? Would the conversation be inherently different? Well, of course, a lot of us are probably going to imagine that yes, it would be. And so therein lies an issue, right? Um, if, 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 you, if, if I can't do it because it's just totally wrong, 
like it's 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 just uh, a thing everybody should know you don't do that which I'm, I'm i'm like i guess i'm okay with i mean yeah total freedom of speech right if you really want it but you know, it's, yeah, it is a university i mean you know so you don't just have the right to go pull whatever you want wherever you want to but whatever um i would say yeah no for the universe yeah so the rule of course should be i'm sure the university should have to agree with this that you don't put those kinds of signs of any one kind anywhere at all right no it's okay to be black signs no any of that right and I'm, I'm, i would hope that is the rule i mean it would be kind of seen as graffiti right um so it's you know just look at it like that this this be, begins and continues the same terrible thing uh, that pushes this narrative and the media has to do this like here we got we had cbc i'm pretty sure the free press i'm sure all winnipeg and manitoba media were all over this and probably all canadian media uh here's the you know the one i'm looking at here is global news and they all push the narrative none of them just say this was mindless graffiti you know uh, you know, just get out of here with this. And of course, there has to be a bunch of people complaining about it, going, oh, media attention, media attention. The university's okay with it. Professors at the university are okay with it. Media, media, let's get this story out. Oh my God, oh my God. No, how about just rip it off the wall, throw it in the garbage and say, it's graffiti. Okay? Instead of continuing this useless bullcrap. And really, I mean, you're professors at a freaking university. And and this is your reaction. You go like, oh my God. So many people are going to be hurt by this. Ugh. Grow up. Grow up. Be the teacher. Be the good old, like, you know, high school principal. The kind of thing you would see in a whole bunch of, like, 80s movies or whatever. And just go, like, fucking kids. And rip the, rip the papers off the wall. Throw them in the garbage. Hope to catch the culprit and give them detention or something. <laughs> and, uh, and be on with your day. But no, no, it's got to be a big to-do. We got to freak out. Everyone's got to freak out. Oh, my God. Someone put little signs around the hallway. <laughs> oh, man. Pathetic. 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 You're all so weak. Just move along. The same with the people who believe this crap and want to push it down everyone's throat. Just say, pathetic. Get out of my way. <laughs> Same thing. Have to voice their opinion because hurt their feelings. Oh well, you know what? <laughs> okay, so my 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 okay. Time for my opinion. My opinion is I don't give a damn. <laughs> See you later. You know, my opinion would be: look at the piece of paper. That's a piece of crap. <laughs> Gone. Carry on with my day. <clears throat> so uh, I find it really amusing, and of course, terribly sad that this all has to come from university professors, right? This has to be their story, their big to do. This, you know, this uh, the the one uh, woman here. I'm sure from the the, the gender and uh, and the women's group there, because she has the the female professor here. Um, I'm sure thinks that this is just such an exciting fight to be in. She probably doesn't want this story to end. Like, oh man, now I'm really in it. She's the one who did it. <laughs> She wanted to make herself a star. She went and put the, put the posters around uh, so that she could jump into the ring and fight the invisible boogeyman. Grr, pieces of paper. Rawr. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure sure she didn't do it. She just had a lot of fun with it now. Had her little time in the spotlight. Hope she enjoyed it. Now carry on with your job and go teach something useful. Okay, we are paying you a lot of money there, university professor. I hope you're doing a lot more than just this crap. But I'm sure you're probably not, and you're probably well paid for this kind of crap. Woohoo! Huge win for everybody, right? Pfft. Ridiculous. Anyhow, <laughs> Let, let's jump from that into something that, of course, dovetails right along with it, which is um, just how I planned it. Now, <laughs> kind of a bit of a happy accident the way these two stories actually happened in, uh, around the same period of time. 
Um, but yes, feminoxism, proven. Yes, totally. Well, I mean, proven in about as best way that you could prove that this is happening in academia. Um, so three professors, and by all means, please, people, go check out this story. There's apparently a YouTube video with uh, an interview from these three professors. I haven't watched it yet, but I have read a couple articles. And I want to thank my cousin, Kieran, from Hamilton, for sending this to me. I don't know if he ever watches my show or whatever, but I guess he does know that this is something. I don't even know if he sent it for me, uh, sent it to me for something to talk about on the sh on a show or anything like that. He might have just sent it to, to me to read, but uh, I didn't. I, w I wasn't hearing about this myself. So yeah, so thanks to my cousin for sending me this link, and it sure is one hell of a story. Um, if anybody else out there has heard about this, please you know let me know and uh, you know I'd like to pick people's brains on this. Like, what do you think? Um, but anyways, these three professors, I think two from the UK, one from the US. Um, wrote like 20 different hoax papers um, and, and directed them all towards, you know, the, the, this kind of thing, right? Like the, the, uh, the, the classes that all do with, like, you know, gender studies and feminism and modern feminism and, you know, gender equality and so on and so forth. And because a lot of those things are not fact-based or history-based um, or, you know, or science-based in any way, shape, or form, be they've become very opinion-based and then very emotional-based. And that, of course, is a gigantic problem that you've heard people like myself, of course, talking about for a long time now, and we're only going to continue talking about it. But we have a big win here because these three professors go ahead and test this. And in one of their papers, they use the majority of, the uh, the majority of Chapter 12 from Mein Kampf. That's right. That is... Uh, Adolf Hitler's My Struggle. Yes. Yes. The textbook kind of on like Nazism and all that kind of social control that um, that Hitler uh, was into and, and utilized. And they used chapter 12 of Mein Kampf, retooling it a bit with sort of like feminist, you know, words and ideas and thoughts and stuff like that and language in there. And it was accepted, seven of their hoax papers, including the one that was basically, that was a takeoff of a chapter of Mein Kampf, were accepted into major um, academic publications. Major academic <coughs> publications. And how frightening is that? Of course, we, we know that this is the problem, right? And this has become the problem throughout the entire Western world. Um, we know what it's going to do for the future generations, especially the people that are actually taking these kinds of uh, classes and thinking that they're going to have a job and all they do is they come out judgmental and hate-filled. I almost, when I talk about like stuff like this uh, and topics like this that have sort of already been the major topic of this episode, a major conversation of this episode, I feel like I could just always subtitle it hate-filled and judgmental. Like that's what, that's what the, you know, the direction is there. That's what the, that's what the core of all these kinds of things are is they're they're very hate-filled and they're very judgmental very judgmental right it's always casting you know um uh, somebody in a certain direction casting a certain light on somebody always pointing fingers always 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 um and then always demanding that you know you are the authority you have the authority to do so because of the way you feel and how you've chosen to act on it and, you know, and how is this learning? How is this higher learning? What's this going to do to future generations? We're already seeing it, you know, when it, it, the, way, the way it pushes people in, in both directions. The people who have to face up these people, face up with these people and grow up with them now and, and face up to these professors, they get pushed in, in the opposite way going like, oh, my God, I can't stand this. Like, it's, oh, it's so hate-filled and judgmental. And there's terrible things that, of course, can happen from that. And then the people that are so bought into it and so gung-ho about it, they become, because they become so hate-filled and judgmental, they hate themselves. And, and of course, what do you think would happen to their lives, right? And so this is becoming what higher learning is, is like, has so much to do about. 
and it's it's so and and modern culture in a lot of ways about too and it's just so destruct um destructive um and of course you know we talk about that all the time so imagine this accepted into major academic publications something that <clears throat> kind of uh hoaxed to sound about modern feminism but written off of chapter 12 from hitler's mein kampf i mean that is ah uh, that's not jaw dropping i don't know what is because my jaw dropped when i read that that's for sure so you know ring the alarm ring the alarm we've all we've been right where are the Nazis? In the universities. The one teaching this, this modern liberal, um, you know, uh, this modern liberal ideology, this, so, sorry, this social justice warrior PC culture ideology is the better way to say it. This social justice warrior culture that has taken over so many things and especially, you know, Hollywood and yes, now, of course, what we're talking about here today, academia, it's just, uh, again, it's, it's so hate-filled and judgmental, it's ridiculous. And um, it's, it's so, but yeah, we were right. It, it, it really is that hate-filled and judgmental, okay? Yes, proven. Uh, major academic publications will accept the words of Hitler made up to look like Nazi, made up to look like fem feminism, modern feminism. That is now bonafide, okay? You can go and find that story yourself. So, uh, and imagine what that's doing to, like, yeah, to all the young ladies out there as well, too. She's ridiculous. One thing about the tea, it's not really very thirst quenching. That just makes you more thirsty. Ah, crap. <laughs> That's not good. Um, anyways, um, okay, um, we're going to move on from that story. I, I just want to get people's opinion on that. I want to get people's take on that. Um, I think, uh, again, I'll just touch on the, uh, the U.S. midterm thing. Um, I'm sure the Democrats have won a few of their, you know, seats back, some of the places that they wanted to be uh, winning again, uh, winning in, and maybe stole even a few from Trump. And the Republicans, um, and that's that's fine. Whatever, <clears throat> things will play out as they as they will. Um, but yeah, of course, like I said at the top of the show, uh, you know, we just really hope that things are fair, that the voting is fair, that the Democrats are not using a whole rush of illegals, and we have this Beto in Texas, or again, Beto or Beto, I'm not sure, um, that was caught by um, from Project Veritas at um, as as finding out about the caravan coming up from Central America and through Mexico and um latching onto it and right away wanting to say like like let's like let's get them here let's get them here so this isn't people trying to reach out like right, right away of course they're going to spin it the media would spin it and i'm sure tons of them have already and i'm sure anybody out there it, i'm just going to say it would be easy enough to, uh, to to i guess to believe it as oh well you know these are just really good people that are backing a, you know a really good uh, uh man running for senate or whatever that um uh, they'll really just want to help these people. No, no, they're doing this because they're right in the midst of, a, of an election and they totally have personal gains at hand here and they're not doing it to go help anybody out. And once they're through with these people, they're not going to be helping them out. Um, and, and, and so it's, it's, not, it's not just some big helping hand. No, this, this Beto and his, and his, uh, his staffers, they're not, uh, they were not sitting around thinking of ways to house refugees and migrants no they were thinking of a way to get them illegally across the border perhaps to use them to, as, as as just as, as as voters that's it that's it okay that's what they're doing that's the direction that's their directive it's been warned about for months now okay um like I, again like i said at the top of the show it's amazing how things play out like this when they've been warned about and talked about and theorized for months and months and months and months and months and months and months it's ridiculous and then it's just boom yep there they go they're they're, they're trying it 
And uh, so of, as long as that was not so successful today, then I guess that that's it. That's the end of that story for me, really. I don't have much more to say on that. I mean, come what may with the midterms and come what may with the, whatever Republicans and Democrats switch up or whatever, I don't really care too much. And uh, let's. I just hope that it was fair, and I hope that the next bits of voting and all going into the next presidential, uh, you know, election, and everything like that are all going to be fair as well too. Because there's just so much happening that is tugging it away from being fair. Then there's so much conversation about that, and it just seems like even both parties can, can be like so possibly have you know involved in crap like that. But now it seems like the Democrats are certainly trying to like take a huge lead on that, and are like always like solely invested into this kind of thing of just stack the deck, stack the deck, it's desperation all the time, bring in illegals, uh, you know, do whatever you can do with all kinds of different voting fraud and 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 just say, nope, sorry, not us, not talking about it, you know, oh, 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 no, no, can't, whoa, whoa, keep our blinders on, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and trying to rig elections and and uh, and wreck it for everybody. So uh, uh, let's. I'm sure that's going to be a part of the story of uh, uh, today in these midterms as well too. As of course, as we, as we know, what has been leading up to it. But will it continue to be as things are wrapped up now? Yeah, most likely, right? And uh, the whole caravan story is not going away anytime soon. Uh, you know, those people are still knocking at the border. Uh, people mad about Trump. You know, talking about having to bring soldiers down there. I mean, well. Yeah, it's the last thing anybody really wants is to have to go arm your border like that and say, like, you know, we, we can't just let these people, like, flood in. We don't know who's coming. I mean, like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, you want to be humanitarian. You want to try to help people, you know, uh, figure shit out. But you can't just go, it's all good. Because every time you see that happen, it's not all good. Every time you see that happen, and of course we've talked endlessly about it happening, the migrant crisis in the U.S., I mean, the U.K., or I should say, uh, basically, um, uh, the EU, the EU, um, and countries like France and Sweden and even Germany um, and Italy, um, you know, and Greece uh, and such that have had these huge migrant influxes from across uh, across uh, some of the, uh, the the seas there, um, and it, it's it's got just so many difficult aspects to it that you cannot simply sit there and go and only play a, a humanitarian role necessarily like it's just impossible really unless you want to suffer the consequences of all kinds of issues and like like we're saying there's there's gonna be issues uh, it's just a fact all right um and so what do you do well you try your best to control well to try to control something like that that's something that is very much already out of control you need hands. You need bodies to do that. Well, that's the job of the military. So, oh my God, what a surprise! And the, the, the directive of, of and you know of people that want to go ahead and I'm sure you know most of mainstream media and go that when it's, when, when a president like Trump is of course and everything that Trump says is literally Hitler and evil. So you know if he says if he says the word military, especially if he's talking about U.S. soil or anything like that, then I'm, everyone's gonna go, oh my God, he's gonna start shooting people on the border. Oh my, of course, right? Without uh, without using any sense of logic, without really listening to words, without understanding what the military's job in a situation like this is to begin with. Of course, it's going to be, oh, the or orange man bad, orange man Hitler, Hitler want to kill people. Boom, boom, boom. Orange man bad, orange man kill people, orange man bad, orange man kill people, right? Sure, we've all seen these memes going around. It's, of course, what's happening right now. Like, absolutely. 
Um, so no, sorry guys, that's the job of the military. That's the president of any of any any country that's uh, I don't know self-respecting. A lot of the EU, of course, will stand down, stand down, and then suffer these ridiculous problems. These ridiculous problems. By the way, is anybody excited about Lauren Southern's Borderless coming out sometime in the near future? Because I am. You got to go watch that trailer, Lauren Southern's Borderless. Oh man, that's going to be a good one. Uh, get down to the bottom of a lot of this stuff, right? Uh, so I can't wait to see that. And yeah, go check out the trailer on YouTube. Um, anyhow, um, it, it's just, yeah. So that, that's a president standing up for his country and saying, I, I, I think the military that we have as a country, uh, these soldiers that we employ should probably go help out this huge crisis at our border and, and, and go make sure things are going to be okay. Well, wow. whoa, that's, what? <laughs> really really come on <laughs> give me a break i mean yeah the, the the canadian we have canadian soldiers at our border that have been stopping people and having to bring people into you know immigration and and control things and try to slow things down and figure out what's what yes we're canada so we do also a lot of just sort of like oh here yeah it's okay it's all good yeah come in the soldiers are just gonna make sure that we lead you to a nice vehicle over here and it's gonna drive you to an apartment and you'll be good to go man yeah, we've seen kind of what seems to be a little bit too much of that kind of thing happening. But thankfully enough, it had, we haven't had some gigantic flood literally like physically like at our borders. Like, yeah, the, the numbers have, came, have come way up. Um, but it's not like we have literally like a, a sea of people just like literally pushing at the border. It's just been this constant steady flow, right? And yeah, the Canadians have done a, a bit of a lax job on really going through that flow it's been more of like a yeah well you know there seems to be a casual enough number can so consistently we can just kind of go like okay yeah hello uh, hello hello nice to meet you yeah okay all right come on in hello nice to meet you if it was a gigantic huge flood i don't even know what the canadian military would do because our military is kind of uh not really great at these kinds of uh things i don't not we haven't even had any practice on it in a long time protecting our own border i mean would we actually would we know what to do <laughs> Um, how much of the Canadian military is ready to protect um, our border if we really had the same kind of thing that's happening at the um, U.S.-Mexican border? Like, how would that turn out? I don't even know. But you would hope that you would have a leader. You would hope that we'd have a prime minister that would go, uh, oh, my God, let's get our military down there and hope that this doesn't just become this gigantic, huge disaster. Right? So, there we go. How is that not what's actually happening? That is what's happening. So... Everybody else has got their panties in a bunch. Of course, all the, just the Trump is, you know, yeah, uh, orange man bad, orange man Hitler, orange man kill people. Um, shut up. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> it's, it's what the military in any good self-respecting country would do. Go to the border and go like, whoa, there is a lot of people screaming to get in here. Whoa. But uh, everyone's freaking out. <clears throat> um, I think... Because I don't know if this is going to be a super long episode tonight. I don't know if I'm going to be going on for a full hour. Um, but, you know, I kind of just had my, my big key stories here. But, of course, I'm, I can, you know, open up the lines <laughs> uh, to anybody who has got anything, that, you know, that you'd like me to talk about. Any questions, any comments, or anything, I can start touching on them right now. I do have a few more things I'm going to get into, but I would, you know, open. The floor is open right now if anybody's got anything. I feel Justin Trudeau would just let everybody in. Well, of course, that's kind of what we've been seeing to some extent already anyways, but we haven't had the same type of issue. Uh, but, it, you know, it is kind of getting there. Like, those numbers are continuing to climb, and we know, um, you know, we know what the... anything about the Quebec border there? 
it's it's been no i mean it's been pretty touch and go right like it hasn't been like solid you know we got to make sure that we like you know vet everybody and get things thorough and you know and make sure that we're watching our back here like no nah, it doesn't it never really come across and come out that way that's for sure um, and we know what's happened with that, like, uh, that whole immigration pack or whatever, that the, the big thing, like, that the, the UN, the United Nations, of course. And isn't it funny that we know the United Nations is totally behind what's happening there with the, uh, the migrant caravans coming up through Mexico to the U.S. Um, that at that same time as this is happening, um, and as the EU crisis is, of course, continuing onwards and on and on and on and on, um, that the UN goes and puts out, like, documents, agreements, like, treaty or, or something like that, that Canada, I'm pretty sure, is a signatory on now saying that here's what kind of numbers we want you to take and they are high numbers very high you can go find that information for yourself i think it's like a hundred and hundred and fifty thousand in the next year or two or something I, i'm not sure i'm not sure about the numbers but they're high like they would take what's already increasing now and of course just like jack it way up and yeah we're signatory of course you know trudeau love to hear that that's like all of what that kind of that's all what he's about he's that guy right he's that type of prime minister um, so when the, the United Nations is putting forth a document like that, well, he's a sitting prime minister, you know, your country's, uh, all over it, all over it. And so we are, and let's go see how that turns out. Right. So of course, yes, we know the United Nations is involved in what's happening, uh, at the Mexican U S border as well, too. I mean, the, the stuff literally starts happening at the same time. They're putting out papers about this agreements about this, like just pushing people around moving chess pieces around the uh the, you know the uh, uh the world map however they see fit yeah we're gonna go we gotta go uh displace some people and push them into mexico and the u.s let's go let's just do it let's just sit down a few of us countries let's hash that out and go boom and let's get some you know some troops on the ground let's get some george soros money going i'm sure he'll like to uh, uh you know invest in this and let's let's have let's make it happen let's just go change people's lives like that because that's that we're the united nations we are in control that is what we do we are your world government we are the united nations we can go take a country and go put half their people over here in the blink of an eye if we want no one gets to bat an eyelash. No one gets to point the finger at us, and no one gets to uh, see where our money's coming from and uh, and see what we're actually like uh, writing down in here. See what we're actually agreeing upon in here. We'll give you some numbers. We'll give you some info. We want mostly a media blackout as we always do, and you just don't get to hear about it. No one gets a vote. No one gets a say. It goes it goes like this: We're the United Nations. This is what we do. Like how ridiculous is that? That it's absolutely. That's the truth. That's absolutely what's happening. I mean, it, it, that's another kind of big thing of the past couple of weeks that that's now bonafide. Like, I don't care that you can't get the United Nations to admit it or you can't get an interview with one of their delegates or some crap. Who gives a damn? You see what's actually happened in a short period of time and you know who's doing it. They're admitting it right out in the open. They just, of course, um, know that uh, everyone's too stupid or afraid to point a finger at them. You know, anybody except for, uh, you know, us... Uh, <clears throat> pit bulls in the uh in the alternative media you know or the you know some of the best like say infowars um and uh and i could go on and on and on and on but i know infowars are breaking that story like a while back already so yeah that's good journalism sorry don't care what you th say about alex jones that's good journalism that's bonafide truth now that's something that wasn't being said in any other mainstream media why do you think infowars is so popular and always gaining even they go, even though they get shut down and when you shut something down it just creates more attention for them anyhow we all know how that's been working for them but yeah why do you think because they go ahead and say tomorrow's news today and then big bombshells like that basically get proved um through the course of time by them so boom there we go that's that's journalism 
Not that I'm going to do some, like, huge, 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 endless supporting of InfoWars here. But I'm okay that I have this sticker, like, you know, visible. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I, I support lots. I support whatever the hell I want. I kind of wish that this, hopefully in the near future, this will be a louder with Crowder mug. This, uh, this should be a mug club. I haven't joined the mug club yet. I totally want to. Not always got a ton of extra cash kicking around, you know, whatever. Although it's not, I know it's not terribly expensive. But, yeah, it's something that I hope to lock down in the future. What's that? We'll join the mug club tonight. Well, I'm sure we'll get it. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get it done soon. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and then I'll have my like Crowder mug, and I'll, you know, and then I'll be promoting that as well too. I can be pr promoting all kinds of, of different alternative medias all at the same time. How wonderful! A cornucopia of alternative medias all just surrounded here, surrounding me. Yeah, wonderful. That's totally the way, the way I want the show to look. That's like, uh, yeah, that's been part of my grand design. The Canadian ones will do as well, too. I like the Canadian-themed anything, of course, which is Canadian is a big thing of what I do for the look and feel of this show and of this uh, organization as well, too. Um, and But talking about InfoWars, because this is a bit of an experiment, and I want to get any opinions on this if I can, for the first time ever, I have bought um, two things from the InfoWars Life Store. Um, one, uh, the InfoWars, the, the Knockout, one for, like, you know, really good um, REM sleep, really good deep, um, you know, relaxing, revitalizing sleep, because um, that can be an issue for me sometimes. I do a lot of tossing and turning, um, and sometimes I'm just very restless and can't even fall asleep, even when I know I'm pretty much dead tired. So I do have that issue from time to time. A lot of times the, the, the brain just going like crazy. That's a thing of mine. Uh, which, interestingly enough, the other thing I got is the brain force. <laughs> but is anybody of you, anybody out there, have you got these anything before? Have you got anything from InfoWars Life um, before and the, their supplements? Because I just would like to know. I'm somebody who does like no extra taking of vitamins or supplements really at all. I just, I'm a very active person. I'm always outside. I'm very uh, physically active. I play hockey. So I just, you know, I try to eat right, get decent sleep when I can, and I'm very physically active, right? And so I don't really try to back it up with other, you know, oh, I got to take these vitamins and I got to take these supplements and da, 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 da. I don't even have the time of the day to think about all that extra crap as far as i'm concerned <laughs> so i just never really been one to do it perfectly fine with people who do and i understand a lot of people it's the choice you have to make because you know different bodies different chemistries um but anyhow um yeah the other one i got here is the brain force and this is the one i'm really looking forward to because i have heard a couple opinions about this one from people that i do know and i have heard mostly good things so i just um so I, i'll also put it out there that i will report back on once i start trying some of these things kind of what i what my take on them is uh, i'll let people know it'll be a bit of an experiment here and of course like i'd already said if you have tried any of these before or any other product from the infowars life store please let me know i would love to hear some personal takes um from some of uh my my wonderful listeners and viewers and followers and such. And by the way, I should add that um, this episode <clears throat> will be our second podcast as well, too, on our new podcast page on Podbean. It's such a weird thing to have to say, Podbean. Podbean.com. Um, uh, the episode uh, from uh, last week, episode number 46, is up on Podbean.com. Um, you can, I think, that, I'm not too sure what the link is there. We have to share that link again to our actual Podbean page. It's like podbean.com backslash Winnipeg Alt Media, maybe. I'm, I'm a little unsure right now, but we'll post the link. And and the link to um, the podcast from last week is on our newsfeed on our Facebook page as well, too. So you can uh, find that just by scrolling down just a wee bit. And, of course, we will be uploading this one to that page when we are done here tonight as well. So, um, that's just one more little thing we're trying to offer here is these episodes in audio form, right? Because I was always trying to do that with YouTube, but um, I need to get new laptops, and that's another big thing I'm hoping I get done real soon. New computer, coming, it's coming, and it's going to offer so many other great things for this uh, broadcast. 
But yeah, this one's old, outdated, and was dropping, uh, you know, just dropping the feed like crazy. So done with that. So now we do podcasts, and it's actually working really, really well. And we were lucky enough to shift over our YouTube uh, live to a, a full um, video stream instead of having just the audio stream. So it all works out for the best. Things are always improving here. It's, it's very nice. It's very nice. We have new mugs and, um, and stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the new computer will be a really big one. I can't wait. Um, anyhow, I think I'm going to end off this uh, episode. Uh, with talking about Remembrance Day, which is, of course, coming up on the 11th. I don't have a poppy on right now, and I should, actually. Um, I have it on my jacket right now. That's why I don't have it on my shirt. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking before going live Put the poppy on. I should. I should. Actually, I should have it on here. It would be really nice. Poppy on this hat would look pretty sweet. Maybe I'll have to be wearing that around uh, uh, this week and this weekend. But anyways, I want to do a little just quick talk about Remembrance Day. Myself, you know, as, as I've been growing up, I've gone, I've gone through lots of different phases. As Of course, the, you do, as you're supposed to, as you're getting older. Um, but then it's good to have good things, good lessons that you've learned that you stick with as well, too. You don't always have to change, like, everything. But especially when you're going through your late teens and your 20s, um, you know, a lot of us that are, you know, now, uh, you know, 30-plus and have families, if you're, if we're very sort of, like, freedom-loving and even very, like, nationalist and, and you know, and have national pride and, and patriotic, but are also very libertarian, a lot of us have come through a lot of the same types of things um, with, you know, maybe first being very anarchist and very just anti-establishment, anti-government, just, you know, uh, you know, you can't uh, have any kind of leadership. You can't have any, you know, just, you know, the, 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 the real, true, raw um, sort of anarchist, I guess. And, you know, and just like the sovereign individual freedom, of, you know, free man on the land, even type of stuff that I talked about a lot years, uh, years ago. Um, and <clears throat> and all those things certainly have their place. Of course, what I've always loved is when you hear, like, you know, uh, I think it was Gavin McInnes that said libertarianism is sort of like anarchism when you, like, hit 30 and start having a family. Uh, it's something to that effect, and I totally agree with that. I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, that's, that's exactly like what I've been feeling. I just had it explained to me in one easy sentence. And where you, you then understand that there's certain systems of operation in your world, certain, you know, even government in its smallest, minute form that can be helpful, that can, you know, create avenues and open doors for society to, you know, can, you know, to be better, to build better, to move on, move forward, so on and so forth. Of course, there's a ton of conversation and argument there, and I'm open to all of it. And if some people want to start that right now, okay. But that's not really what I'm getting into. I'm just kind of prefacing by saying, so through all those changes and thinking all those things and being very anti-establishment before, like I like I still very much am, still very much have my roots in. Um, you know, I am libertarian totally through and through, but I'm not exactly as full, like say, like so far into that like anarchist or whatever that I might have been in my 20s and especially when I was like, you know, uh, 17, 18, 19. Um, and... And so when I was going through a lot of that, you think about war, you think about soldiers, you hear all this stuff, you know, you start to do all your, uh, you know, going down the rabbit hole, right? You, a lot of us got stuck in the internet. A lot of us got stuck with early Alex Jones and Infowars broadcasts and, 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 uh, and like, you know, the old, you know, and the radio shows and like that kind of thing, or listening to um, uh, Coast to Coast, right, is a big one for a lot of us. And then, you know, you start reading all the different, like, you know, uh, websites and you start reading all the different books and you start looking at all the different versions of kind of, of history. And all the big things about, you know, where war really comes from, who bankrolled the two world wars, you know, uh, you know, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, um, you know, the big banks like the Carnegie's, 
um, uh, you know, um, Goldman Sachs, um, Wells Fargo, so on and so forth, and the big corporations that are all about war and who bankroll war, and you know, and the, and how the media gets involved, and how and you know how war makes the world go round, and how the soldiers are just you know cannon fodder and totally just tools from uh, you know being used by the globalists and all that. And then, and then, you know, and then you get into even things. Okay, so then the wearing of the poppy. There was, there was many years of my life that I didn't want to wear the poppy because the poppy is, you know, the opium plant. The opium plant is protected by governments. We had all the problem with that in the Iraq war. So on and so forth, right? And there's all these different issues. But you know what? What I'm going to boil it down to now, and I had to, and of course I'm glad and I'm very proud actually that I had given my, have given my head a shake and I'm now wearing the poppy. I should say this is probably my first year back wearing the poppy in many years. I don't think I was wearing one last year or even in just a couple of years previous, as I have been sort of rediscovering uh, my patriotism again, um, and what I do really love about this country and its history and, and its future um, and, and everything else. And I had to realize my grandfather was in World War II. My grandfather was in the Navy. He was on a battleship. He saw lives being ended. Uh, and, and the thing about that being, so what, I would disrespect my grandfather and just go like, ah, yeah, it's too bad that he was used as cannon fodder. And I did actually think I had that belief at one point in time. And I loved my grandfather when he was alive. And my grandpa was in the Navy too, his uniform and all his weapons and stuff. Was sure, and, and I love a lot of the stuff. You know, my mother now lives in my grandparents' old place. And I love that, uh, that like in my grandfather's basement. And a part of me rediscovering my patriotism was actually rediscovering who my grandfather uh, was. You know, he built my family's cabin. I spent two weeks at that cabin, which I hadn't done in the longest time. And at this part of my life, it was so important because it was kind of coming back to roots. And, and it was helping even rediscover patriotism. You know, what my, what my grandfather and that generation did for so many of us that are, you know, alive today. And, and the fact that, okay, so they got brainwashed into having to go, but okay, so why is, oh, oops, so bad that they, you know, that they kind of got brainwashed. Yeah, someone said an evil force, like, okay, so who cares that the evil force is kind of being like, you know, given the right of way to, to create a war, being bankrolled by both sides to some extent, right? Um, you know, a lot of the guy, you know, Operation Paperclip, a lot of the Nazi generals and stuff like that um, brought out of the Nuremberg trials and to the U.S. And to work in prominent places, one of the most namely ones being one of their I can't forget the name right now, but one of their top rocket scientists being literally one of the guys who started NASA, right? Those kinds of stories. And yeah, those are terrible things. But okay, so a bunch of young men were told this evil force is still going to possibly take over your country too and the world or whatever. What are you going to do about it? You should go fight them. And yes, so they say yes. All right, so no, by wearing the poppy, I don't have to honor the bullshit governments that are involved in, in uh, you know, running the opium trade from around the world. Uh, the bullshit governments and the corporations and the banks that bankroll war and see these men and women as, uh, as cannon fodder. And, you know, like we were talking about earlier in the, the episode, the United Nations and how they play God like that. The United Nations has been involved in starting more than 250 wars since their inception or their original inception as the League of Nations created after World War I. Um, they, you know, they, uh, they starve out countries and put sanctions on them endlessly. I mean, this, yes, the global, this is your global government. And the, yes, and they just do whatever they want to the world as they see fit. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean some of the, uh, you know, the impressionable young uh, men and women, great people involved in that history that just simply said, well, I better make sure that my backyard is going to stay safe because it's what I feel are bad. Of course not. Of course not. Um, you know, you tell people that something like this is going to happen to them and you make it so incredibly real. And it is, you know, there really, there really was, you know, some really, really, really bad dudes, Hitler, uh, you know, uh, communist Chinese, um, even the Japanese back in that time, you know, so on Cuba, right. And, and all these different dictators and their threats towards the Western world and such that of course, 
yeah, you know, really were really bad dudes and could have continued to do some really bad shit. Uh, but they, yeah, were they loved by a lot of people in the West as well too? Backed by them? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, yeah, that history is there. Sure, of course. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, so, okay, so I'm not wearing the poppy because of all that conversation. I'm wearing the poppy because I did have a grandfather that I loved very much. Um, that was a wonderful man in so many more ways than whatever he had to do in a war that was in that war and probably did lose friends and people that he met and became friends with in the war as well too. Um, and so there we go. And, you know, and, and so, you know, there are terrible parts of our history and the world's history for that matter that you'd hope you don't have to go through again in such large fashion. Um, but you know, we do know that, that war is a part of human existence, whether it would be from governments and corporations or not, we do war. We do travel from land to land and get into problems and fight. Yes, it is a thing. Um, I don't think it'll ever not be a thing. So, you know, all you bleeding heart liberals and all you hippies out there, that's the one thing that you've always been told, right? And I'm sorry, it's the one thing that eventually you end up facing up to because there's just too much truth there. (laughs) Uh, there will always be some type of fighting somewhere. Um, and that's okay. Yeah, sorry, that's okay. Um, so yeah, there's my little spiel on Remembrance Day. So yeah, wear the poppy. Even if you're kind of like me and you've, you know, you've gone through all the different uh, rabbit holes of, you know, conspiracy and government and who controls the world and everything like that and who makes all these huge historic decisions, uh, then of course there's a lot of reasons to not like the poppy. But if you can take a look at it in the way that I was just kind of talking about, knowing that you had maybe... Even if you didn't, even if you didn't have grandparents or whoever that were in that war, just think about it, like in the way that I'm just talking about. Think about how major a part that is for our country and think about how it is just human instinct to go, okay, there's some real evil shit happening over there that could get, that could go all over the place and come into my backyard. Well then, okay, let's go. Let's go stop it. Yeah. All right. You know, the, the, the crazy, crazy tiger is totally behind those bushes and it's going to get your village if you don't go hunt it down. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's go find the fucking tiger. Let's go kill it. We'll hold its head up. The village is safe. We killed the tiger. Yeah, that's that's human instinct. So uh, there's nothing wrong with having a bit of pride in simply that that is so much of the raw value as to, you know, what you want to remember, right? What you want to take from those horrible tragedies and those horrible times of, of you know, of, of many, 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 many years ago. And so there we go. I think I'm going to wrap up with that right there. So yes, the poppy. And I think next time I broadcast, uh, I will have the poppy on. I'll probably be doing another one just before Remembrance Day. Or maybe I'll even do a broadcast on Remembrance Day. Not sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm sure I will do something like that. So, yeah, you will see the poppy on me yet. And uh, and I hope that a lot of you are wearing one as well, too. This is Tom McDougall signing off for Winnipeg Alternative Media, of course, with Mandy. Want to say a little... Good night, guys. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to prompt you too much. <laughs> um, but hope everybody's enjoyed. Uh, I actually almost have gone a full hour here tonight. So, hey, that's good for me. Hey, I didn't even lose my voice. And it totally feels like I'm about to. Um, but, uh, yeah, this has been a really good episode. It's been a lot of fun. So stay tuned for um, next week's episode, not episode number 48, where I'm sure going to have a lot more to talk about then. So, everybody, have a good night. Again, Tom McDougall signing off from Winnipeg Alternative Media. This is and always will be. The Prairie Truth.